Vor kurzem haben wir via das Computernetzwerk Internet die Nachricht bekommen, dass die Universitätsradiostation WXYC in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, USA, ihres Radio. That's a radio station in Basel, Switzerland, talking in 1994 about the first radio station in the world to rebroadcast its signal online. They're talking about WXYC, the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill's student radio station. Today, we stream nearly everything online. TV shows, movies, music. But something that seems so normal now was once just an idea in the head of a WXYC student DJ. I just went by Mike S. I'm not, not really super creative, but somebody started calling me that, so I just stayed with that. Welcome to Well Said, Carolina's official storytelling podcast. Mike S. is Michael Schaffner. Today, he's a software architect at Rinsey, the Renaissance Computing Institute at Carolina. He's also an adjunct professor in the UNC School of Information and Library Science. 25 years ago, he was a DJ at WXYC and was working with Paul Jones in the School of Information and Library Science on an early internet project. On this episode, Michael and Paul tell the story of how they made history a quarter century ago. Clinical professor Paul Jones has been at Carolina for 42 years. In 1994, he was doing what he does now, leading ibiblio.org. It was known as sunsite.unc.edu back then. Paul calls that project a collection of collections on the internet. The site's an online public library with freely available software and information. But in 1994, ibiblio in the internet looked very different. The coming of the World Wide Web set a different expectation about how the internet would be used. Internet was mostly about file sharing, whether the, those files were email, whether they were software, or whether they were audio. The earliest attempt to do some kind of radio was done by Carl Malmud in something called Internet Talk Radio. Carl would interview people in a show called Geek of the Week. Every week he would call up someone who was making the internet happen. Those interviews were really low-quality audio files, and they were sent in a link by email with instructions on how to access them online only. The second attempt at online radio was the Imbone, short for multicast backbone, but it required complicated networking tunnels to be set up. So it was really only for special purposes, not for everyday use. Then came the idea of video conferencing. Conferencing was mostly done with some heavy lifting on the network side, but there was a lightweight kind of client-based program that could run on a PC or a Mac from Cornell called CUCME, CU standing for Cornell University. And you could have eight, ten people with little boxes of video if they didn't move a lot. If they moved a lot, they looked like they were cubic or they looked like they were slow motion underwater. We call them Jello vision and Picasso vision. It's the two ways that video could break. But audio was much easier to compress than video meaning it could be streamed without impacting the network so much that it became distorted. So they started using CUCME for audio instead. In comes Michael, the WXYC DJ who worked on iBiblio. And we were kind of playing around with it, and Michael Schaffner came in and said, why don't we just, like, play the radio? Because we were conferencing with somebody, and the radio was in the background. He went, if you got rid of that person, that was, this would really sound good. We could broadcast radio everywhere. With one simple question, iBiblio and WXYC stepped into uncharted territory. Michael, Paul, and iBiblio's Director of Multimedia Research, David McConville, 
envision something called simulcasting, to stream the same thing in two different places. This wasn't uncommon for radio stations to pull off in the 90s, only this was an internet simulcast, something no one had done before. But there were two barriers, one technical, one legal. So while David was adjusting CUCME's code, someone else was trying to figure out if the whole thing was even legal. Meanwhile, I'm sitting there going, if we thought of this, somebody else is working on it. In my mind, the clock is ticking, and I'm just pacing around like this. Come on, guys. Come on. Like this, the countdown timer in some movie or something. And like tick, tick, tick. Those threads went along for a bit. The Sunsight folks got CUC Me to work. A little after that, we got an okay green light from the legal side. Well, you never know for sure, but we were really pretty certain that we were not going to run afoul of the FCC or any of the rights agencies. So after Paul and the iBiblio team recoded CUCME, it was time to make the dream a reality. Remember, though, this was in 1994, so the setup wasn't glamorous. From the control room at the radio station to see you see me was not through ethernet or some network because there was no network here like that what we did was i borrowed my younger sister's little boom box that was you know just kind of a junker boom box she had so i took that thing and we set that up down at sunsite i bought an adapter to put into david's mac his workstation he worked at every day so he plugged that adapter in there and then the boombox went to the, you know, went to the, the adapter, and that was where the signal came from. Now, of course, years later, they replaced that feed with a real feed off the control room board and whatnot, but it was really a shoestring operation. A shoestring operation, but it made history. November 7th, 1994, the first radio broadcast ever streamed to the Internet in the world. It couldn't have been much of a smaller... I don't want to say splash exactly, but it was just... He says this event went under the radar. If something this revolutionary were to happen today, the splash would be much bigger. But people didn't really understand the internet back then the way they do now. So even when he did explain it to people, they didn't really get it. 25 years later, he's not surprised that their once crazy idea is now the new normal. I think that it was a milestone for internet culture and just sort of media and radio and whatnot combined. It at least showed that we could do this sort of thing. It was possible to do it. And I think that that opened up a lot of possibilities for people, for media distribution especially. Now, of course, all music's distributed via big services, streaming services or digitally in some way. It was a harbinger of the of these things in a good way. I just think it was kind of a, a milestone for that. And Paul says it was a big milestone. But he didn't really expect the idea to have the impact on the music business the way it has. One of the things that new technologies do sometimes is they knock the middle out. So it enabled a lot of amateurs to do a lot of work, which is kind of cool. More regional bands can be found on Spotify or Reverbination than they ever could have hoped to have been found earlier, then very sophisticated people can also make a lot of money. So people can kind of eat by or just get some little bit. But the middle is a really hard space to play. The Internet has helped somehow, like if you are a Zydeco band, for example, 
in Wisconsin. You could create an audience in Montana through this, which you never would have been able to do in the radio, radio days or even in record distribution days. Today, you stream lots of things. Movies, TV shows, music. You're probably streaming this podcast right now. You can thank Paul and Michael and WXYC and iBiblio for helping make that possible. Want to learn more about iBiblio, the public's library and digital archive? You can do that at its website, iBiblio.org. I-B-I-B-L-I-O.org. You can also learn more about the Renaissance Computing Institute, where Michael works now, at its website, rinci.org. That's R-E-N-C-I.org. Do you have an idea for an upcoming episode of Well Said? Please tell us. Tweet us at UNC or email us at wellsaid at unc.edu. You can find Well Said wherever you get podcasts. So we hope you'll subscribe and leave us a review. Thanks for listening to this episode of Well Said. See you next week. <laughs>